Good morning, universe. 1020, oop, 1030. 10.30 uh, in the morning on a Sunday. This is May 29th, the day before Memorial Day. Got to be at work in an hour, so... I, um... I... Having closed down the late-for-work segment left me with... <laughs> left me in an ironic situation because of all the things in life I felt were mockable the idea that there were um, messiahs speaking to God well that was as mockable as it could get because to me that was either the raving uh, disconnect of a schizophrenic or some other variant of personality that is a very convincing hmm, look if one is seeking a messiah to follow. But even though a delusional schizophrenic in many ways help course correct my life I don't know that following one as if their musings of God and King's blood and whatever else they are in touch with are real or maybe they are I won't deny that there could be that much mystery to the universe that I'm completely and totally isolated in my bubble of uncertainty and misreading of everything around me. I certainly... <laughs> uh, I, is that a crisis of confidence if you can admit that you might be the ultimate dupe that everything you may think you know is wrong? Well... I know that what felt wrong about the last recording session was how much work focus was there. And <clears throat> if, if nothing else, at least it reinforced how little work has ever provided me in return of fulfillment in my life's journey of trying to be the best and most true version of myself I can be. Hi, Phoebe. Stop it. No. Um, <clears throat> and on that journey, the ironic situation I find myself in is wanting to go back to the uh, original... Uh, I don't know if it was an impulse. The incentive to to record these daily musings, as it were, um, that have become less and less daily, there was a long buildup of figuring things out in a completely isolated 
capacity. And as I worked through my own disconnects and uncertainties in the universe, I wonder if Phoebe drinking out of the toilet just now recorded. I'll bet it did. If not, Phoebe's learned from the cat the dirty habit of drinking out of the toilet. And I've never been able to stop either one of them. And if I try, they get all pissy and stand by the toilet. So that's fun. But back to the ironic situation I find myself in. Throughout life, I believed that if you pursued answers in the rigor of the scientific method, and if you built your knowledge base on the results and uh, investigations that were following the same methodology, that you would have as solid a foundation of saying this is what I believe and know as could be built. Which means I wasn't going to consider uh, the book of Deuteronomy. Is that, I assume that's in the Bible. Where else would it be? But uh, as part of my knowledge cornerstones and foundation building. In fact, that wasn't even going to be a decorative part of my what-ifs because I always figured, well, <clears throat> religion's role in society has been one of control. And you can say what you want about faith and the concept of spirituality. Those are all, I think, feelings we have just as much as we have feelings toward the concept of justice or the concept of fairness. And when you, when you break all that down, whether you break it down like Obi-Wan Kenobi or you break it down like a Catholic priest or you break it down like a, a Buddhist monk, well, eventually you're a person interpreting what is, to me, among the ethereal, if not among the unknowable. And so I don't trust you. I mean, unless you're having the conversation with me in the regard of, well, here's how it feels, seems, my faith and belief lead me here. Okay. Well, my faith and belief lead me here. There. Now we've had a conversation in which I believe you're not trying to manipulate me. But if you start telling me, well, my faith and belief tell me that you need your faith and belief to look like my faith and belief, I think middle finger your faith and belief. Because all you're doing is trying to use whatever leverage outcome imbalance you can create for your own advantage by taking some advantage away from me or falling making the group think policy debate topic matter subject matter at hand that which you want to manipulate well now you're subtly having the same impact 
just without combating me directly. In fact, why combat anything when you can just establish everything? And so you start looking at the world differently. Or I did. Because I saw truth in ways I had never known it. And what truth kept revealing was the schadenfreude inherent in everything. And I recognized a lot of this because I was a liar. So much so that I literally couldn't find a way to stop lying. The cowardice from which it sprang, I could not suppress enough to become a truth teller. So fearful was I of revealing some disappointment or lack of steadfastness in the moment, rising to the challenge, being all I could be whenever it mattered. Well, I didn't want to be judged as less than that. And so when I felt I had been less than that, which was 97% of the time, well, I wouldn't expose that which felt weak. Or if it was exposed, oftentimes I would do everything I could to gloss that over and make that go away. And then, at some point, I came to understand that all of that is a self-imposed prison of your own doing for absolutely no reason other than the messaging we get that we aren't worth it, that we deserve less than what's here and that we're the problem, and the solution is to suppress the problematic instinct that is us. Those messages are so reinforced. You can't even tell where they're coming from. And sometimes you can. If you go looking, you can see the obvious ones, but the obvious ones aren't the ones that matter. The ones that matter are the subtle ones you never even know are going on. And the more I felt the subtlety of truth and how slippery it was, the more I realized that I wasn't a liar. In fact, I hadn't lied for forever. Well, not forever. But it had been so long since I had lied, I couldn't remember the last lie I had told. And it was in this mindset that I realized I had given away my self in a regard I hadn't known I could. And that Simpsons episode where Bart sells his soul for five bucks, I would have sold my soul for five cents. If there was something I could get for it, I'd have sold it. Because it, a soul is the silliest concept I had considered for what, in a tangible, 3D, linear, tracking time 
environment, what role could a soul play? And that is true. What role can a soul play? None. Which is why you're here. Because soul universe doesn't exist in a way that time moves linearly, that emotions come and go, that the literal action you can take at any given minute is completely yours to decide how to move forward with that. Well, that was the part I didn't get, that every single one of those moves in some way is training your soul to no value. Value of life lived temporally because every decision you make has consequence, including deciding you're not valuable enough to participate, that your inner self isn't truly good enough to pursue doggedly enough to make sure you are emerging as your true self at all times. Think about this. The society that exists that we manifest into is a misfit for all of us. Nobody feels like they're 100% themselves in this environment. Because something is pulling them outside of that realm. And it could be a random fly flying through your room. That can drive you completely outside of who you really are. But if you find your fly swatter, well, that's one life that even I'm willing to take sometimes. Oh, man, flies. But to be bigger than the moment, to remove myself from this impact, to know that this is just a momentary blip in what I've, could be the best day of my life. Well, I started to see how much of my life was just focused on nothing but that fly that was in my life annoying me for three minutes and four seconds in a day that is, what, how many, how many minutes long? 1,340? or something. The point is, I was so obsessed about the little details of inadequacy throughout my life that built a picture of failure and choking and disappointment and <laughs> mistake after mistake after mistake that, <clears throat> well, I knew I'd brainwashed myself into a version of who I was that didn't even exist. Now, I say I knew that, but I didn't know that until I had been shown in <laughs> what I can only call dreams of wisdom how much I had done this to myself. And so the point of all this, the reason I am doing these daily recordings and they will go back to daily, is that 
there is value in the human experience. There is value beyond belief in the human experience. And I had lost track of that. And I think a lot of people in the world today are having trouble at least identifying that for themselves. And my road to recovery here from what was an anarchist, nihilistic, defeated point of view wasn't very challenging in the long run because all it really involved was a mental reset from myself toward the world and how I saw things. And a little coming to terms with some truth about the way things work. And for me, this journey was hmm, long overdue, but it, it is occurring at a time when I can't help but think, well, <laughs> why did I have to go through that? And nobody else should ever feel this way about themselves again. This is horseshit. I wasn't... I wasn't the kind of mark that I would think would fall for as much of the charade as I did. And while that may be the statement of the year when it comes to, uh, look, bro, you may think that of yourself, but you're just a dude. And in this environment, it doesn't matter what skills you brought to the table because you know how sophisticated the game is against you? The skill set you have will be used against you. That's how good they are. And while this may sound the ravings of a lunatic, well, the reason I'm doing this was somehow pushed at me in too many ways <clears throat> for me to forget that this isn't about distribution of the word of God or the recognition of the greatness of the dialect created here. No, nothing of the kind. This is how a society from which I felt disconnected because I was the misfit mischievous, misanthropic one in a world full of chivalrous knights and do-gooders. And when that flip-flopped and I realized that the misanthropic, mischievous, misbehaving, misanthropic, <laughs> mistake, question mark, Yes. Well, that group, I wasn't a part of anymore. In fact, here I was, acting all chivalrous? WTF. What universe have I woken up in? Well, all that tangible reality shifting around on me let me know 
There's not much to it. This little soul school that we're all experiencing. Well, I, I had it all wrong. You want to be happy in this life. It's about embracing the moment you're right in side of this second right now. If for some reason you're listening to this, I can only implore you to stop worrying about what's happened before or what's coming up next and start living for yourself in the moment that's right in front of you. You can only do that by figuring out what it is that you do when you take action in the physical space in front of you. Uh-oh, there goes my timer. That means I'm supposed to be getting ready for work. All right, I'm going to finish this thought. And then we'll see if I come back to record again today. But I'll for sure post something today. Because daily recordings matter. But if you're not willing to find inside yourself the things that make you feel the most fulfilled by taking action, for me it's being kind, being understanding, and being forgiving. When I see people pent up, frustrated, and tying knots in their own strings that are only making their day more stressful and more challenging to endure, well, I want to run over and help them untie those knots, forgive themselves for whatever mistakes they may have made today, and understand that their life is hard and harder than it has to be because of messaging and influences. There's... There... Hmm, falling for, succumbing to. Those are all too strong. But you're, you're incapable of avoiding them. They are unavoidable. And so if you can't identify them and dismiss them, deflect them, reject them with the absurd reality that it is that they exist, well, they can swarm you. And you can end up thinking you're the problem, that you're the one who's causing all this agitation, and that if only you weren't this way, maybe things would be a whole lot better in your life. Ha! <sighs> no. You're not the problem. You are so not the problem that the only thing that keeps you from being the absolute most ascended version of yourself are the ways you've been taught to think you're the problem. So, if there is a purpose in this at all, for me, it's to continue reminding myself and anybody silly enough to participate in this that you're not the problem. Your manifestation in this reality is a miracle. So, if miracles are a problem, well, then, yeah, you're the problem. Well, you know me, universe. Always willing to pull out all the stops, so if uh, the next attempt is a failure, well, that's going to put us onto the final opportunity to record, because in this universe, when it comes to recording, well, five strikes and you're out. But with four strikes, well, three strikes, this fourth opportunity is one to uh, recover the 
simplicity with which I tend to want to approach all these things, like this. Simple mechanism to maintain one's distraction by creating a specific distraction. Therefore, the dual nature of my mind has now been occupied in a way I can control. So I should no longer lose track of conversation, nor should I be yawning for the exhaustion inherent in what I'm doing because the left hemisphere of my brain and the right hemisphere of my brain both have different jobs. So now that I've put myself back in balance because nothing do I ever want more than to present myself as balanced. Well, I was not balanced in the initial recording for this next pack. Do you have a point? And it, it's not that I can't let that recording stand because I think it's at least got the right energy, but do I even explain why I'm in an ironic position? No. And I mention it three times and I start to explain it twice and I never finish the explanation. So to me, I immediately have room to improve. Now, let's begin with why did I feel today as I was lamenting my muse has vanished, my creativity has bottomed out, my ability to see the rhythm seems to have deadened. However you want to explain the notion that whatever insightful hmm, and and persuasive sense of the universe that had spilled into your existence for no reason. Not not deserving of it, not cultivating it, not um, not bitten by a spider. I mean, there is nothing. In fact, <laughs> so much so not having uh, qualified for the the potential revisiting of experience in a 3D reality, linear space-time continuum, as we have one here, getting a, a, a reset button of some sort. I mean, the, the whole disorientation with the Mandela effect is still palpable. So whatever the stain on my Berenstein books, it's, it is what it is, right? But... Huh. The rest of it, the shift in understanding of the universe, the, the cycles of energy, the ways I could see things uniquely and differently than I ever had in 52 years of life, 
And let's be fair, this has been going on for two, three years. So let's say 45, 50 years of life. In that space of time, most of what I had done was chase down the analytical side of scientific method analysis. So the analytical analysis was scientific in its method. Whatever I was willing to take in as, okay, there's some knowledge and evidence of how the universe works, incorporate and assimilate for all future considerations. Well, it, it led to, to frustration. It led to disappointment. It led to both the selfish and self-indulgent um, drive of needing to know that coupled with the full realization that you're not smart enough to figure it all out. And it, I mean, it is, it is a, it is a push into a, into a megalithic stone wall that has napalm on it that someone's about to light on fire. And you know all this is about to occur and you say, I'm going to be the first one to ever not succumb to the, all that life tornado. Nope. I'm superheroic and I will overcome it. Hmm. No, you just end up uh, flushed down the toilet of the system and a miserable prick for the most part. Now, you don't show people this because you've never shown anything to anybody, but the idea that you know now that life has lost its potential for fulfillment to the point that you withdraw from the game and decide limiting damage that you may <laughs> inflict given your scheming nature, well, perhaps a DNP is the best <sighs> way to proceed available. Or at least it's one that you can live with because living with collateral damage, living with intentional hurt, any of that stuff is horrific. And off you go into a cocoon of fuck it all. But you don't ever consider that maybe the twist of it all is that you weren't wrong about feeling like everything was vibrationally off. Now, that's one component of a transition that has put me into a position of understanding myself that I think was always there to be had, but I don't know that I could have figured it out had I not given up on myself. Because by thinking ultimately that the one commonality in all the problems I could trace back to, having 
major influence in my life was me. <laughs> and this is the back engineering of a life. The, the guilt and shame and ridicule that one peppers oneself with from past idiot maneuvering that ultimately doesn't have a point other than to hold you back. It's weird that it exists with such zeal for all of us to just berate ourselves in our head. By far the worst enemy we have in life is ourselves, in our own head, telling us how much we're fucking everything up. And <laughs> with that inner voice and commentary driving its way through a self-induced flame-out, well, hmm. I had a, a penchant for not listening or just not caring, just figuring in a world where consequence has literally no value because ultimately this is nothing but a roll of the dice in the God's universe of craps tables. Whatever happens is just chance. It is what it is. Now, there are structured rules and expectations and laws and things in the society that doesn't permit free reign of activity, but there's enough leniency in the organization and favorability of certain genetic and geographic destiny placements that if I'm complaining, I don't know that that is a good look. Because a lot of people have it a lot worse. And in fact, not a lot of people have it better. So, you start talking to yourself and thinking, well, with all that advantage, well, yeah, fuck yeah, it was a problem. I mean, fuck. What, I, what, what did I... What, what, what more did I want, Right? So with every conceivable advantage in your corner and every thought about how things had gone south at any point or just your continued pursuit of something but it never being the right thing to pursue or having no idea what fulfillment looked like, you just meandered around hoping fulfillment would find you, which is stupid. And so, uh, it, it's not that it all stems from a lack of belief in oneself, because I know in certain ways I was, <laughs> I was here to ensure, uh, an availability of, uh, of life, uh, to, uh, to selfishly act in a way uh, to fulfill a commitment to the community. In other words, I needed to have the chance to go um, uh, be kind, forgiving, and understanding to the universe. And, um, and so the, <laughs> the a la carte lifestyle I've lived uh, at least has left me with nothing encumbering 
my chance to do what I think uh, will bring my life its ultimate purpose. And these are all personal uh, goals and expectations that have developed in the last couple of years. None of this stuff is past that, and none of this stuff have I ever had before. So I do protect it a little bit because I'm not sure how much of this to talk about yet until I start fulfilling some of the foundational pieces to move myself into these places. But as that happens, of course I'm going to share. And that's the point of it. Sharing with you. All right. So why did the irony comment occur? Well, Mr. Analytical, Google is going to figure it all out for us, guy, um, who should pause and get something to drink. Hang on. I don't know why I was... Oh, wait. I might have cotton mouth. Sorry about the bleep. I wasn't recording. Damn it. Oh, sweet. I was recording. Okay. I should totally do the task. I'm st uh, so the final destination on analytical road was the self-defeated state of mind that um, offered nothing but a, regretty, a regretful look at a life lived poorly. And I believe now that a large part of that was in response to a society that is constantly asking how you feel on this versus that. In other words, we are given A, B, um, <laughs> um, our social and educational and intellectual paradigms are all built on this, that, A, B. Um, and there is very little space for seven opinions on something. 
There are two opinions, of which there may be a subset for one more point on each. At which point, that's enough thinking, let's get to it. That's our combat zone. Thought of the week, back to you. Wherever you look, you're getting combative instead of collaborative. All right, this isn't even all that important. But I fell for the worst of the conditioning that tells us that we're the problem. Doesn't matter how you want to break that down, that's what happened. And as I wallowed in my own miserable state of failure, I had perhaps the most vivid dream period of my life and a good couple years of it, which has really faded this year. And I'm not saying last year was one of the two years of it. It was more 2018, 2019 into 2020, and then somewhat into 2021, and really dead here in 2022. But it, it, was, it was the sort of dream life where I kept waking up, regardless of the dreams, energized from my sleep and, and invigorated for the day. And I didn't really put it all together until it had been going on for quite some time because I've always had a rather active dream life. And so the, the, the recollection, the, the, uh, the lucid moments, the sort of, uh, the true, um, I don't know how to put this, but when it, it's the texture of the dream is, were, were vivid. They were, when I would remember them, I would remember lots of them, big swaths of them. Um, it wasn't just visual splashes. It was seven, six, seven true seconds of dialogue. I mean, things that, that were, that were tangibly available in my memory. And, and to this day, I mean, I can remember many of them. And so those dreams became what I felt were, was my escape from a reality in which I had failed. When your inevitable place in life is not even, <laughs> not even wanted in your parents' basement, but living in a, a property close enough to them that they can see you in case you explode, everyone around you has messaged to you, Nobody's done less with more. And you believe it. You know it. I mean, there's evidence. There's a lot of it. But again, depending on what sort of judgment and criteria we're looking at, there's no card on which I had been even remotely thinking I wasn't a failure. And then in my dreams, I start getting shown all these <laughs> influences that have happened over my life and in my life that I'm unaware of how it's all working out until 
I start seeing the the reverse and forward in time impact that my life has had on my parents. And this is what my dreams showed me more than anything. Because my parents, I had had miscatalogued my whole life. And when I came to the realization of what truly the dynamic was going on, well, it changed everything for me. And it, it was the first evidence that I had started seeing things differently. I knew people differently. I knew them better. I knew them as who they were. I could see, in, not inside people, but I could see people's true selves immediately. There was no hiding it. And I don't know if this is because I had finally emerged as my true self. I do believe that's 90% of it. And, and that's when I realized, well, this fucking world is my fault. Because when you're committed to being who you really are, well, then you get a universe full, to, full of people who have committed to the same realization. There is nobody else out there that gets your attention. There are 7 billion of us. So whatever you're skipping through in your particular brook, bubbling, babbling brook or bubbling brook, babbling. I'm going to bubble through my babble. On that brook, you're only going to run into what? How many people can you catalog at once? 125 or something? It's not much. So my point is, in a city full of 1.7 million people, well, the energy that you are at your centeredness presenting to the universe, well, that's exactly the people who will resonate to your frequency. And uh, so if you are <laughs> full of shit, willing to manipulate just because most people don't even know. And the ones who find out, well, hopefully the, you didn't manipulate them too bad. And if you did, well, turn tail and run. You see the universe that brings out. I, well, I think all of us who have any guilt, shame, or misgiving about where they stand in today's circumstance of life. Well, you're in the same pretzel situation mentally that I was. And you don't even know it because like I thought in my head, you deserve it. Yeah, you're this way. You're, you've always been influenced by this, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Wrong. Who are you truly? What is it that when you go into the universe always makes you feel like you found some fulfillment in your day? Is it taking care of plants? Is it swimming in the ocean? Is it restoring what? Anything? How do you feel fulfilled? And are you doing it? And if you are, then what in life 
leaves you unfulfilled. And how are we going to fix that? To me, everything about my life had been way too complex. I'd scientific methoded my way to dark energy, for God's sake. Well, simplification, easing into the truth, and believing that no matter what, people aren't evil, but systems put people in positions where choices are limited. And they do what they do. Just like everybody else. We're all the same life energy. We're all manifested as human beings in this reality. And now we all got to make it work together. So, knowing now that's the only purpose any of us have. Well, <sighs> I should probably get to that filthy task now. <laughs> okay, but I can't go away from what's ironic, right? So, here I sit. And the last six weeks, I haven't been dreaming. To the point it's taking its toll on me now. And uh, it's like part of my life is missing. Every morning I wake up and I can't think of any dreams. I literally start my day disappointed, deflated, uncertain. Because my whole life I felt like my dreams were a place where I got organized. I got honest with myself. And I got treated to a universe of wonder and awe that left me inspired sometimes. So for that to be gone for this long, for, and I've never experienced any length of time like this ever, where I wasn't dreaming. It's, uh, it's been disorienting. So that's been somewhat the reason that the recordings have been sporadic. And the other component, parallel to just losing touch with that sort of part of my life, is that part of my life is truly the inspiration behind all of this. Because... Inside of my recurring dreams is a character who has been uh, <laughs> has been this motivational uh, presence about uh, my uh, my exposure to uh, my community that I was it was unacceptable in the time that I was basically sheltered in my room and doing what I could to avoid the world, that every couple of weeks I'd have a dream with this character who would be all over my ass about uh, what a piece of, uh, of unfulfilled potential I was or whatever. I mean, it was always in a kind-hearted, loving parent sort of way, but clearly the message was always, you're running out of time and you can't avoid... Your des not your destiny, but you can't avoid that which you are built to do. So why are you so uh, 
committed to always needing to wait till the very last second to get involved. And I always thought it was some sort of guilt against my lateness. And I still think a lot of it is because it was always about how I could never, I could never believe that my instinct was right enough to jump in and make a difference. Rather, I'd always be the guy who was saying, yeah, I knew that all along. At least somebody got in there and did something about it. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about like in the sense of that's my idea. No, I'm just saying you, you sometimes can feel like you should be doing something even if it's uniquely weird, but you can't escape that that feels like you're being pulled. And, um, and so my counter argument that I'm not going to wander into something until I'm feeling the attraction of a purpose. Well, that was what started the conversation in my real life about how your purpose is discovered by being the real you. Something I'd never thought about before. I always thought I'm looking for a purpose without ever fixing the fact that the activities I was doing weren't the real me. I mean, it was such a simple shift and it made all the difference. So I'll figure more of that out as I go through this, but when I lost touch with my dream self, in some ways I feel like I lost touch with my sounding board for this whole process because this whole process has been in many ways catalyzed by my dreams. And so for it to be <laughs> no longer a presence in my life, well, now I feel like I have to be true to the motivation I had for doing this in the first place, was, 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 <laughs> which was to ensure that I knew in my truth-telling phase of life that I had done everything I could to tell as much truth as I knew about the circumstance in the world that I'm a part of, Earth 8675309. Because I've never been a person who had enough confidence in the universe's reaction to me to be able to expose myself completely. And as much as I'd like to end with expose myself completely, obviously there are some things that over time will be soft enough to deliver, but at this point would be harsh in any standard of conversation. So I don't expect to work myself into the deeper parts of my psyche without exploring the 
shallower parts on the way. But all of that said, it's not about anything other than me knowing me for the first time maybe ever. And as much as I now know me, <sighs> well, now I know I really got to go do that task. Oh, did I explain the irony? No. <sighs> okay. When you lose your muse, you sit around doing what? Wanting it back. <laughs> and... If your muse is your own dream state of subconscious existence or unconscious existence, whatever conscious existence dreams are, what did you lose? What did you ever have? Well, the ultimate message, apparently, is the rest of it doesn't matter. Anything that you think you were gaining in your dream state was nothing more than enough confidence to do what you need to do in your waking state. So if you can't learn that without us shutting down your dreams, well then I guess we'll shut down your dreams. Proving once again, I do learn things the hardest possible way. <clears throat> Good evening, universe. It's 11... Oh, it's 1122 on 0529-22. Soon to be 053022. So it's Sunday evening, 1122 Mountain Standard Time. And... No, I'm dying. I'm actually not that tired. I'm releasing the energy of go, go, go parts of my day, although there is one, and I do mean this when I say it, filthy task in front of me tonight, which I will not share, but I will just say, may you not be in the same predicament, but regardless of what the day provides the work day was um too uh persistent for me to uh review the first episode thoroughly um because when i listened to it on the way to work after recording it hopped in the shower 10 minutes later i'm on well actually tw quarter to uh, 11 or 11.15, whatever, 15 minutes before I ship. Oh my God. Oh. All right, this is an hour. This is a hundred seconds of terrible. So, goodbye. Universe, good evening. It's 1122, and I'm, um, well, I'm, I'm uncertain if this is going to tack on to what I recorded this morning or if this is going to stand alone because so many things that I leave dangling in the first part. I feel like I owe a part B to the recording to not be so mm, inattentive to my own statement, trains of thoughts that 
when they disappear because uh, the dog walks in the room. Well, it's embarrassing how many of those have gone away. I never even explained. I never even explained why I felt I had been uh, in an ironic position. Oh, man. Good day. Uh, all right. No more. It's at this point when I've failed twice that I always think, okay, well, now you got to attack that shit onto the end, right? So, good evening, universe. It's now 1124? 5. 1125. 1125. Sunday, May 29th, 2022. According to Captain Kirk's calendar and star date tracking via the Pope. And... I listened to this morning's recording on the way to work. And my immediate thought was I kept losing the conversation because I kept losing my train of thought. Is this really going to be the third reset? 